G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio. And now, let's go shopping. It's delivery time. I was told that that was the biggest thing on radio. <laughs> yeah, Tony Barber. That, what a classic. It is a classic, but I'm not sure it lived up to the expectation <laughs> that I was sold as part of my shopping list for the rundown this afternoon. It is time for Sando's shopping list, though, for Ego Power Tools. Think outside with the Ego Power Plus 56-volt battery range of outdoor power equipment. We're going to start with Port Adelaide here, Sando, and yep. they're in a very interesting position, not only in terms of where they sit in the scheme of things heading towards 2023 in terms of the pressure that is going to be on the footy club to perform, but there's been some names that have been linked to this footy club. What's on their shopping list? Well, I'm I'm really bullish about Port Adelaide, and we know that they started the season 0-5 and five last year, uh, this year, and they were really chasing their tails, and they gave it a fair crack. It just fell a bit short for them this year. Um, I just like their list. I think uh, Jason Cripps has done an excellent job in building this squad. And yes, they failed to live up to expectations uh, this season after being in a couple of prelims back-to-back and not, not getting forward to a grand final. They, they do lose Robbie Gray, which is a big loss. He retires. Um, Motlop's the other one. Um, and they delisted Sam Mays and Sam Skinner. Um, and also, too, Carl Amon is, will, will, be, will be leaving the midfield after having a really good couple of seasons. He's on his way to the Hawks. When I first looked at their squad, though, I thought is probably midfield speed their number one requirement. But then I, but then when you look at their depth, I just think it means – not that it, put pressures, it puts pressure on them, but I just think guys like Butters and Connor Rosie just walk into that midfield next year and just take over because um, they have got that midfield speed and that – that electric uh, burst out of stoppage, uh, burst out of contest type um, power that Port Adelaide need. Um, so they've they've got the veterans in there: Ollie Wines and Travis Boak. Sam Palpep is a great player. Um, he rotates between midfield and forward. Um, I like Bergman, who's coming on. Um, young Burgoyne showed some so showed some real talent this year, um, and I really like their defence. Um, obviously, Jonas is a great player. Cleary, Aaliyah, Mackenzie, Burton, Burn Jones. Um, Dan Houston plays midfield and back, so it looks it looks quite good for Port Adelaide. Um, there is I heard I did hear Kane Corns mention that a key defender would be someone that they could try and target, but they just don't they're just not that available. I mean, it's really hard to wedge out a a key defender from from a club. So I I just think um, they probably got to use that pick that they get for Amon. On a on a key defender and maybe look for a small forward. Obviously, um, uh, with those boys, uh, I mentioned Butters and and Rosie spending more time in the midfield, and you're losing Robbie Gray and Motlop. Um, potentially, a small forward and a key defender would be would be on their shopping list. I think for Port Adelaide over the summer, but yeah, expect them to to really push for the eight. And I'd be I'd be even aiming higher than that if I was Port Adelaide. I'd be thinking top four should be where they should be focusing there their target for next year. Some of the names that have been linked, Jack Graham, the most yep. prominent in the last 24 hours with some vision of him touring the facilities yesterday. And the other one's Junior Rioli. How, yep. do, how do they, if they do end up at Port Adelaide, how do they complement 
the power list. Well, perfect. Jack Graham has uh, premiership experience as a midfielder. He's a South Australian. He comes home. Yes, he's at the end of his career, but he just provides um, another option through the midfield for them. And exactly what I said about Rioli, he's he's that small forward, that precious small forward that kicks goals. So um, I'll, I'll say it again. I really like where Port Adelaide are at. Um, a side that finished outside of the eight last year, they're going to have a much easier draw in 2023. Um, the way that it's um, they, they do the fixturing, they won't play as many sides in the top eight as what they did this year. So it's all set up for um, a strong rebound, I think, for Port Adelaide in 2023. And you referenced Carl Amon and his departure, and you alluded to some of the young kids stepping up, taking on more responsibility. Who do you identify as the player that can fulfil that role at Port Adelaide? Um, we saw a little bit. I, I really like Bergman. I also like um, I like Jackson Mead. A few times he came into the – into their team last year and did some really nice things. Um, and Burgoyne's the other one um, I really like. I actually like Frederick off half-back as well. I think he's a he's an exciting player. So, um, yeah, I, I, think it's, I think it's set for Port Adelaide. Um, there's probably some other younger names there, which I haven't seen much of, who will, who will bob up. But they've done a fantastic job of building this list. And obviously, after the disappointment of 2022, I think they'll rebound strongly. So it's more an extensive shopping list, but it's more just just a quick trip down to the supermarket. Yeah, I think I think small forward, which is Rioli, um, a key defender if they can find one. But I think that's more the draft and midfield speed. Maybe yes, but yeah, expect Butters and and Rosie to step up again another another level next next season. So we're focusing now on the Bombers, Sando. What's their shopping list look like, considering that they? We still haven't heard about their coaching situation yep. uh, from reports. Brad Scott was going to be interviewed today for that, and there's various uh, speculation that there will be some sort of announcement over the course of the next week on that front. Does that affect how they approach their shopping list? Uh, yes, it does, because you need to have a senior coach in in that role. And also, too, with their trades, it's imperative that um, you have your senior coach in the seat, I think, when you're, when you're making those calls. Um, like you said, Coxie, this might happen as soon as tomorrow, and Brad Scott would be a perfect fit. But Essendon are a very young squad. They've, um, they've got the second youngest uh, team um, at the moment, the, t- the, the second youngest squad, and the second least experience. So when you look at the players going out, Michael Hurley, um, they need to replace him. And I know he hasn't played a lot of footy in the last couple of years, but it's important that they find a replacement for Michael Hurley. They lose McDonald Tip and Woody, who's obviously had his challenges over the last year or two, and Devin Smith is the other one um, who they're going to miss. So, <clears throat> what I think for the Bombers, um, when you're in this position, and potentially we overrated them this year, we probably expected a bit too much from the Bombers. But I just think they need a young key forward, they need a young key back, um, and that mobile half forward type. But like you said, Coxie, very difficult to bring in talent through the trade period when you've got no CEO, no senior coach, um, and the club's had those, I guess, off-field challenges uh, this year. Um, but expect that to settle down as soon as tomorrow if, if, if all those rumours are true. So I'm, I think Essendon will improve. They have to. They've got, they've got some great young talent there. I like their midfield, like Merritt, Parrish, Dylan Shield, Annie McGrath, Jai Caldwell, um, Hobbs, Cox, um, They've got plenty of talent. Um, Sam Draper's quickly become one of the most important uh, and exciting ruckmen in the competition. Um, 
but yeah, I, I think a young key forward, a young key back, a mobile half forward, that's what would be on the shopping list. They, their forward line, um, I think, was what let them down a little bit this year. They relied too much on Peter Wright and obviously Stringer, who's a great player. Um, but when Stringer was out of the side or Peter Wright was sort of starved of goals, they just didn't quite have those targets inside their forward 50. So that's, I think, um, the area of, of most importance for Essendon going into this period. And there were various links drawn to Cam Zerhar before he recommitted to North Melbourne. Yep, yep. The Bombers had a, an interest in him. We've also heard that they've got a fair bit of room in the salary cap to play with Essendon. How do they sweeten a deal to try and land a big fish? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. Um, and Jack Bowes is, is a name that we've talked about all week. You know, Jack Bowes and pick seven. He'd be a perfect fit for the Bombers. Um, I know he's been linked closely with the Cats, which, you know, the strong get stronger uh, or the rich get richer almost. But um, he would be the perfect fit for exactly what Essendon need. But I'll say it again, Coxie, I just think um, we've we've looked at Essendon over the last couple of seasons and we've seen these young kids come in like Archie Perkins, um, who, who, who've been excellent, Cox and Hobbs. Um, I just think another mobile forward um, would be really exciting for the Bombers um, and, and maybe down back. The question mark is around Aaron Francis too. I mean, he's a, he's a name that's been linked um, with, a, with a move back to South Australia as well. Former first round pick, great player, great player, but he's had some challenges um, to establish himself consistently in Essendon's best 22. Um, so, yeah, that might be a player that they would look at dealing um, if, if they were, if he's open to a trade and also too, if, um, um, if Essendon are comfortable with, with moving him on, cause he, he's, he's a good player. So plenty to look forward to for Bombers fans. You just need some stability. You need some stability off the field. Gee, Brad Scott, I think that's, a, that's the perfect fit. It feels like exactly what the Bombers need in my opinion. Um, and yeah, expect them to improve next year. And once that senior coach is announced, you might see some players start to come in. Maybe the end of that turbulent period that it has been for yep. the Bombers. If you've got a thought, do you agree with Sando's shopping list for the Bombers? one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight, 48 Or you can send through a thought on the text 0419-187-323. It's Trade Afternoons. Brenton Sanderson and Matthew Cox with you for McDonald's, the McSpicy range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? You are listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Also off the text uh, regarding Essendon, uh, this texter says, Salva Radigalia. Would he be a target for Essendon? They definitely need another big body up forward and he could also play the second ruck role. You've got a different theory which kind of leads us into the Giants shopping list. Yeah, I I think with Tanner Bruin requesting a trade to Geelong, I think the Radigalia um, obviously wasn't in the Geelong Premiership side that we saw on the weekend. He'd be the perfect player to be sort of packaged up as part of that Tanner Bruin trade from the Giants to Geelong. And I think Radigalia um, would be smart um, and see an opportunity. Um, the Giants, which we'll talk about now, they they really do need a ruck power forward. Um, and he would be the perfect fit. So that's what I would expect to happen, Coxie. I think uh, we will see when the trade period opens that one of those deals that will get done will be Bruin will come back to Geelong. He's a Geelong boy. And um, Radigalia will be part of a packaged up trade that you would see him go up to the Giants, he would be a, he would be a perfect fit. So 
when when I look at the Giants, and I know it's frustrating for their fans, it's just for whatever reason, um, they've got all this great talent that each year it seems this time of the year we see some of their some of their young stars request trades out. So I don't think it's anything to do with their culture. I just think it's just the way that it's ended up for the Giants. And this year we've got Hopper and Taranto um, seeking trades. Um, they've been linked to Richmond. Um, Bobby Hill's been linked to Collingwood. Uh, and Tanner Bruin's been linked to Geelong. So there's four really good players uh, that are going to be leaving the Giants program. Um, they lose uh, DeBoer, who's going to retire, and they've delisted Brander, Sproul, and I think Jake Stein is the other one who's who's been delisted. But there's still some talent there. Obviously, their midfield has still got Josh Kelly and Caniglio and Callum Ward. Obviously, I love Tom Green and his year. I'm a big fan of Harry Perryman, the way that he plays across half-back and midfield. He's done some really good roles. Their back line's still strong. Uh, Nick Haynes is one of the best intercept defenders in the competition. Sam Taylor had a fantastic season. So the foundations are still there. Um, but I think their shopping list is is key forward. Uh, and I know you've got Jesse Hogan, um, and he's been an important player for them over the last couple of seasons. Big raps on Riccardi. He needs to step up. We saw Harry Himmelberg go to defence last year, whether he starts the year off as a forward, uh, again, with a with a new coach um, in, in the hot seat. But, yeah, it's, it's just – it probably feels like they need – they need that ruckman to come in. They've got they've got big Braden Pruce. They've got Matt Flynn. They've got Kieran Briggs, but maybe an A grade ruckman. And um, I mentioned Radigalia. Whether he's that forward who pinch hits in the ruck, I'm not sure. Uh, but I, that's where I'd expect a deal to be done. That um, that you would see Radigalia part of a Tanner Bruin trade, particularly with what he is capable of. Again, we've seen glimpses of what he's been able to produce at Geelong, being largely injured for 2000 and. 22, but could fill that void at the Giants quite handsomely if, in particular, Tanner Bruin ends up down at the category as we widely expect. It's trade afternoons here on AFL Trade Radio. Matthew Cox, Brenton Sanderson with you for McDonald's. The McSpicy range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. We can squeeze in a call on the other side of the break. If you've got any thoughts on the shopping lists that we've run through today so far, Port Adelaide, Essendon, and the Giants. We can send through a text 0419-187-323. We'll be back to wrap things up on the other side of this here on Continental Tyres. AFL Trade Radio, Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. And now, let's go shopping. It's delivery time. So good, we've got to play it <laughs> twice. Welcome back to Trade Afternoons for McDonald's, the McSpicy Range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? Matthew Cox, Brenton Sanderson with you. We've been talking about the Bombers shopping list. And one name's come off the text, Sando, Harrison Jones. You were talking yep. about the need for a key forward. Is it too early to utilise Jones as that that big target or does he still need a couple of years where there's someone else to supplement that position? No, I do like Harrison Jones. He's a, he's a great young player. He's 21, rising star nominee this year. Um, he was picked 30 in the draft. He, he's going to be a good player. I just, you can't have too many key forwards on, on, on your list. And when we mentioned uh, Radigalia before potentially um, being involved in trade, it's, um, it's, when, when you've got, you like John just don't have Hawkins and Cameron. They've got, they've got a, you know, good good depth in all those positions. So um, off the text, perfect, perfect reply. Harrison Jones, 
could be that mobile key forward that the Bombers are looking for, but I still think they'd be looking to strengthen their depth in that in that position. The Hawks, as our final team on the shopping list today, we've heard already uh, earlier today, Jack Gunston's going to be yeah. on the move definitely now to the Brisbane Lions as part of that free agency deal. Tom Mitchell, the speculation continues around him to Collingwood. What's on the Hawks' shopping list as a result of those potential departures? Yeah, I still – I really like their list, but it's very young. So um, – and they lose, uh, obviously, premiership player in Gunston and a Brownlow medalist in Tom Mitchell – um, that does leave some holes, without question. Uh, Cole Hartigan, key defender, has retired, they deal, and so has Liam Shields, which leaves um, some midfield gaps there, and Hartigan was obviously a key defender. Tom Phillips was an interesting one that they let go. Uh, he was part of a trade from Collingwood a few years ago. Um, just couldn't quite get his body right to, to play consistently on that wing for Hawthorne. So I think when you look at their squad, um, I'd, I'm interested to see what Hawks fans think via the text, but... Maybe a ruck. Maybe that's uh, an, an area that they need to look at as well. Obviously, Max Lynch and Reeves, a good young ruckman, um, potentially strengthen the midfield. And, you know, you've got Amira and Warpool, and there's, there's, there's a lot of young names in there. Um, guys like Josh Ward and um, Newcomb obviously had a fantastic season. Uh, McGuinness, uh, there's, there's a lot of young names there. Uh, and obviously, Hawthorne supporters will know them better than me, but some mids with speed. I think is what I'd be looking at if I was if I was the Hawks, um, and I think the reason and Hawks fans will say why do we get rid of Tom Mitchell when you probably marry up Warpole and Mitchell, um, they're probably too much of the same, um, a bit of the same problem what the Crows have got, where they've got all those midfielders who have similar character characteristics. So it probably doesn't surprise me that Tom Mitchell's the one that they look to squeeze out. Um, it, it can release a little bit of salary cap pressure for them and they can go to the draft or look to trade in some some different types um, if, if, if you're looking to strengthen your list that way. Are there any concerns about moving on these experienced heads? I mean, we've seen with Collingwood as an example this year of just having that bit of leadership yep. is, is the polish that's required and Hawthorne hasn't quite got that. And now with these senior players seemingly departing their list. Do you have any concerns about that? Yes, I do. But I think it's a, it would be a mature conversation, exactly what we spoke about earlier about St Kilda. Um, when you look around the list management committee and you say, are we going to compete for a premiership in the next three or four years? or Even less, in the next two or three years, is Jack Gunston and Tom Mitchell going to be in our premiership um, campaign? And the, the answer is obviously no. So Hawks fans, you're probably looking at a three to five, maybe even longer um, period of, of of building the squad up. So so guys um, like Jack Scrimshaw and, and Blake Hardwick and James Sicily, O'Meara, Warple, uh, Nash and Howe, these, these guys, Wingard, they can look to, to, to build around that foundation, um, go to the draft, look at potential free agents and trades if you like, but... Um, I think what they'll do with Hawthorne now is look to build through the draft. I don't obviously trade those players out potentially for draft picks or um, some some younger talent, but yeah, expect this to be two, three years plus for Hawthorne. This is not going to be a premiership team in the next in the next twelve months. At Sando's shopping list, we delve through the Hawks, the Giants, the Bombers, and Port Adelaide. If you missed any of it, you can head to the podcast.
Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Cast.